0: The following podcast is a work of fiction. All characters are the creation of Peter Williams. Any resemblance to someone living or dead is purely coincidental. Thank you. As things continue to unfold behind the scenes, we finally get back to the story of our missing friend, Sam Edwards, who is last being led away by the Guardian to meet its master. Can it really help a girl who has been pulled outside of time? And if so, how? But before we get those answers on this Tentacle Tuesday, let me remind you that this podcast can contain images of graphic violence, child endangerment, and naughty, salty language, and may not be suitable for children under the age of 13. Now, let us step together... At a phase with time and reality, as we wander in the vast realm of possibilities. Chapter 17, The Girl, The Guardian, and the Archangel Macal. Sam followed the Guardian of the gate through one of the many tunnels of light. For such a mammoth thing, it seemed to be a true, gentle creature. The way it moved almost made her think of a ballerina, eloquent and strong. The Guardian turned to her and smiled, holding out its hand. It quietly reminded Sam to keep up. Getting lost here would not serve her well. She took it, her hand almost vanishing in its immense size. She also noticed that, like her, she could see straight through the Guardian, and yet it was solid to the touch. As they wandered the corridors, she felt her heart flutter with wonder. It seemed all creation was flowing in and around her. It's—it's amazing she said, part of her wanting just to float in and amongst the swirling lights. Yes, it smiled at her, and as you can see how even you are sewn into the very fabric of all that is, has, and ever will be. Sam paused, overwhelmed by the immensity of it all, and the guardian stopped with her. You, you said I was going to meet your master, she asked nervously. Indeed, "'although I'm not sure how pleased he will be that I let a little girl get pulled out of time like this,' it replied, scratching his head as if trying to work out a complicated puzzle. "'Is your master nice?' the Guardian laughed. (laughs) "'Oh, very, very nice indeed!' Sam felt uneasy. It was bad enough that she was completely see-through, but to meet whoever the Guardian's master could be made her very nervous." As they continued the walk, every now and then she caught a glimpse of what was supposed to be her reflection. To her, she looked more like a figure of light than a human girl. This, like being see through, made her uncomfortable. What if she was no longer able to get back to her body? What if she was to wander here forever? How, how would... Her thoughts and concerns made her think of Mr. Alistair. He already carried so much pain, guilt, and a heavy sense of loss. She understood that this was of his own making, but she still didn't want to add to his burdens. She worried about how this could affect him. The guardian sensed her feelings and asked gently, you care for the old demon, don't you? Yes, he's my friend, Sam responded. Well, the two we're about to meet should be able to help both you and him. As it spoke, she noticed how the corridor was becoming extremely bright and she could smell fresh Warm air, that, and in the distance she could hear tools, banging metal, as well as shovels and men struggling, as if clearing or digging something. At that, she suddenly heard someone call out. Get me, and Jack! Something's coming through the gate! I thought you said it was broken! It is! Was I? Then she heard the sound of wings and the drawing of steel. Don't worry, a very assuring voice said. We can handle it, right? You know, Jack, another voice rang out. It seemed more melodic than anything else. Hanging around you is beginning to affect my reputation. Jack just laughed. Now, now, don't get all sourpussed on me. Sam and the Guardian stepped through and into the bright sunlight of midday and were immediately met with a dozen men, all with their swords drawn. One unfurled its wings, which showed a bright white in the sun. A circle of gold flashing brilliantly over his head. Even his robes flowed like the very air itself. Wow, was all that Sam could manage. She had never seen nor met an angel. And to his left stood a tall man. She couldn't be sure. He gave off an incredible sense of power. His very aura rivaled that of the angel's. He leaned against a sword that shimmered a white, bright silver glow. The man hopped off the rock and directly in front of her, catching Sam completely off guard. It was as if he was completely ignoring the guardian. Hello, and who do we have here? Jack said. Sam held the guardian's hand tightly, unsure of what to say or do. The guardian nudged her forward. Don't worry, little one. "'I've given you some of my time. "'They can see and hear you.' "'She looked over at the guardian. "'Its appearance had changed as well. "'It now appeared as a figure wearing a thick hooded robe "'that covered most of its features. "'It was clear that she... "'No, all of them were not permitted, "'with the exceptions of this angel and man, "'to see his or its face. "'Gorshin,' Mikkel said, "'I see you have a new friend.' "'Uh, yes, brother. She entered my passageway behind the one she calls, um, Mr. Alister. "'Brother,' Sam whispered. "'I thought you said he was?' The Guardian put its fingers to its lips, indicating to Sam to be quiet. "'I see,' Macal continued, and looked over to Jack. As Gorshin continued to tell what had happened— "'Apparently when the Order disrupted the link, they destroyed her physical body.' "'No,' Jack said, closing his eyes, as if seeing something none of them could. "'It's not destroyed,' he continued. "'Just separated. "'That still leaves us with a problem,' Mikael said. "'She doesn't belong here.' Jack reassessed that statement. "'I'm not so sure, Mikael. "'He has always had a flair for the unusual.' McCall understood what he was getting at. Jack himself was a perfect example of that. Gorshin, McCall said, looking now directly at Sam. You said she followed Mr. Alistair. Yes, brother. Hmm. Little girl, he began. Sam, sir, please. McCall smiled. Of course. Sam, it's rare that a human is so willing and brave enough just to jump in. Yes, we're both quite impressed, Jack laughed. Mikal rolled his eyes a little and waved Jack off. He continued, holding out his hand to Sam. Sam, my name's Mikal. I'm one of the... Sam stumbled back. She knew exactly who this was. Macal, the, the... Relax, Sam. We all serve him and his word. Yes, Jack chided him. Just some of us are a little more flashy, Jack said, pointing at McCal's golden halo and huge white wings. McCal shook his head and continued. Sam, I believe I have a solution to your problem, but it's going to take a long time before we can completely fix everything. Will, will it allow me to help Mr. Alistair? Sam asked. Jack nodded and McCal confirmed. Yes, Jack pulled forth his sword, a beautiful silver-white steel, its tip in the shape of a hammer or key. Sam, for a period of time you will sleep inside this, the Eos de Lección, and you won't be awakened to the very day you jump through the gate. I'll be a part of that sword? Jack nodded. Yes, And once you're awakened, you'll be able to transcend time. At least for a little while. And more than that, Sam, you'll be a guide. Your friend, Mr. Alistair, will need you and your special gifts. Really? Yes. But he probably won't recognize you. And your own memory may be a little off as well. It happens to humans that walk with beings like our friend Gorshin here. "'One more thing, Sam,' Jack said, "'before you agree to this. "'I have a few things I'll need you to do, "'but it's going to cause quite a stir.' "'Oh, Jack, you're not suggesting,' "'Mical began to protest. "'Yes, yes I am. "'And yes, I know she won't like it, but... "'But I have a feeling it will all work out in the end.' "'Mical sighed. "'You really like causing me trouble, don't you, Jack?' Jack laughed. We wouldn't be friends if I didn't. Jack turned to Sam. I have a special job for you. It's something you'll have to do in the future, shortly after you awaken. He whispered the instructions in her ear and then winked at her, and Sam blushed. There was a richness to this man's life and spirit. She had never met someone so free, and yet by all means, in his grace. Now, are you ready? She looked at the blade, at Macau, Jack, and the guardian Gorshen. She nodded. The next thing she knew, she was actually watching herself step into the gate. She could hear Caitlyn yelling after her as the buildup of energy began to fill the room. She looked up from within the blade to see Terrence lift the sword and thrust it and her into the floor. As the gate collapsed in on itself, she rose out of the blade and stretched forth. Wings. She had Wings. She looked like an angel, an angel in blue. She smiled at her friends and proceeded to protect him from the oncoming blast. It still pained her that she couldn't keep them completely safe as she saw Terence collapse to the floor. As the explosion subsided, she heard someone calling her name. It was Jax, but much, much older. He quickly reminded her of her mission. She closed her eyes and once more she found herself in the stream of creation. Not as a little lost girl, but what exactly was she? It was hard to explain. All she knew was that Jack had given her several tasks to complete. She watched as the universe raced around her as she moved across it, a vast ocean of emotions and memories. The first critical point was in the distant future. She had a message to deliver to someone Jack said was called Jonah. As she neared that point in time the fabric of reality fluctuated and thinned until she could see a tall man wearing a long brown robe and a hood covering his face. He was sitting near a large fire just off a heavily wooded road. The late autumn had settled in and by the looks and smells the first snow wasn't far off. Next to him was an unusual girl. Her hair was silver and her eyes a fierce blue. And to Sam's surprise she was holding the very sword she now inhabited. As Sam approached, it reacted to her presence and the blade suddenly ignited. The girl stood up and held it forth and Sam's image formed out of the flames. She did not seem frightened or surprised by Sam's appearance, more like pleased. She turned to the hooded man and presented him the image that formed. The hooded man pushed back the hood, revealing his graying hair. His eyes, like the sword, seemed ablaze in fire. He closed them for a second, and they returned to a deep, glowing amethyst. To Sam's astonishment, he then said, "Hello, Sam. It's been a long time. You know me?" He laughed. "That's right. The order of things are disjointed for you. If I remember correctly, you've just awakened." And he paused, realizing that perhaps he shouldn't say too much more. Smiling at her, he indicated for her to continue. Sam looked at his kind face and his smile. A smile that she could see was also accompanied by a heavy weight. Anyway, I presume you have a message for me, Sam? He ran his hand through his hair. The crow's feet around his eyes deep, and his left arm was now almost completely black. Yes. I was told to tell you that an ancient evil you thought you had destroyed has arisen anew in a town called Galena. You, and... She pointed at the girl. She didn't know her name. Her name's Arista, Sam. Sam immediately remembered the name. It was the name of the true owner of the Eos de Lection. The sword had told her all about Arista while she slept inside it. This girl Arista, also known as His End. Then, that time has finally come? Sam asked Jonah. Yes. I guess it has. He smiled at her again. She's somehow different from you, Jack or I, he tried in vain to explain to Sam. She's... She held up her hand and reminded Jonah. While she had been graced to walk with the guardian and help in his mission, she was not permitted to know all. He wanted to laugh. He had seen that look at least a dozen times or more. Even now, she was still the same stubborn little red-headed girl that Jack had introduced to him before he passed away. I suppose you better get going, Sam, Jonah said as he turned to Arista. There's a very foolish young man waiting for you just outside of Rift and when you see him, if you can, give him my love. As he spoke those words, time rushed past her like a rush of wind, her own emotions ebbing and flowing as it did so. Him... She knew exactly who Jonah meant, without saying his name. Again, the fabric of time and reality thinned, and outside she could hear a vicious storm battering the world, stepping out of the stream of time. She entered a dark cavern. Recalling Jack's instructions, she got to work. As she finished, she heard grumbling and the sloshing of heavy, wet feet. Her heart leapt for joy as Mr. Alistair's face came into sight. He was okay although drenched and carrying a peculiar young man over his shoulder. Now, now she understood what Jonah meant, he was the very foolish young man. She felt in some ways as if she was a spiritual bookmark to the story. She was here, near the beginning of it all, set as a tool to help heal and guide Jonah in his early days. That, and to help counsel someone she loved dearly, the one Jonah had meant when he said, him, her good friend, Mr. Alistair. Odd, isn't it? How decisions we make, good or bad, can be reshaped by the Creator. To move us to the correct path. To push us forward when we feel completely lost or alone. To change what or who we are in order to help the ones we love in a way we never even saw. Surely Sam didn't, as she seems to wander across time and reality. And speaking of time, we have now caught a glimpse of the distant future and heard an unusual meaning to the name Arista. His end. Whose? Jonah's? Ekmalak's? Maybe the poor slob endlessly writing these stories in the dark of his bedroom. Who knows? Perhaps not even he. But for now, none of those things matter. For we must now see what Sam, Jonah, and Mr. Alistair will do. Can they stop the High Mother, the Lady Cassandra? Can Jonah rescue Maggie? And will Nicole find a way to throw a monkey wrench into it all, and as a result, destroy us all? I guess the only way to find out is to continue listening with Chapter 18, The stolen, and I'm not talking about the Christmas cake either.